0: Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. I'm here with a few sort of regular podders and one blast from the past. Uh, Anyone who doesn't know, recently we've changed how we do things. uh, So uh, we don't necessarily meet up, we're doing things online. Which means, not only do we have Fraser here, hello Fraser. Hello. And Simon here, hello Simon. Hello. Hello. We also have, blast from the past, Matt off Radio Oxford fame. Hello, Matt.
1: Hello, everyone. long time no see or no here
0: yes, um so you're out in Japan at the minute, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah, so a little bit out of the loop
0: um so it's been a while since the last podcast, and we've had some some good and some bad um we I think we were part way into the sixteen was it sixteen games where we didn't lose or we only lost once or something like that um so that was good, but we weren't focused. Too much on that, because there there is uh, more more at play here, we then had uh, three horrific games where we didn 't score, and we conceded a ridiculous amount and then uh, it led us to the last couple so let's let 's quickly sum up how did you feel during the sixteen games? Did you think the season had turned round? everything was good now
2: we'd made obvious improvements i don 't think anyone could deny that uh, We tightened the back line up obviously, but I don't know that I was 100% convinced we were then going to smash our way up the table because as good as it was, you know, going so long without, without defeats, as a football fan, you can't help but stare at the league table after every game and we still didn't really move that far away from it. So as long as that was, that was still the case, it didn't feel like... Often you feel you've made progression when that's married up with moving up the table but we never really seemed to do that to a great deal.
0: Yeah, um, I'd, I'd sort of completely agree with that. Uh, part of the interesting thing with it was a lot of the games were against like decent sides. And there were three games in particular. I think the last three of those 16 were against teams in the playoff positions. And then you go, right, we've got three games now. Two of them are beneath us and one are in and around us. This should be easy. And those are the three games you get battered through. <laughs> Which seems a bit mental, but it that that being that makes me look at the next few games, which do look incredibly difficult, and think maybe it's not as bad
3: as it seems. No, it's and early in the season, you know, the, the, we we played well against some side. You know, the, the game up at Sunderland, we we whether we're raising our game to the better sides. Obviously, the Barnsley and Portsmouth games, right at the start of the season, were poor, but. We've been, you know, the game at um, at Brentford against the good Championship side. We we played really well, so it, it's yeah. I, I, uh, before the game yesterday, it was a real toss of the coin which Oxford were going to turn up, and 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 we we I think some people would have settled for for losing the game by not an embarrassing amount yesterday. As it turned out, we played really well. So whether whether we can play better against the better sides because they allow you to play a little bit because they're prepared to go at you and, and play try and play you off the park rather than rather than nullify you
1: yeah i think also it helps that maybe some of the the teams at the top they look at you know look at our league position and uh you know for, early in the season you know they maybe look, would have looked at us as maybe a potential a potential rival at least for a playoff spot but they see us now and they think um this one's this one's in the bag you know like they'll go for it against uh the other top sides but they they might ease off a little bit against the, the the lesser sides whereas you know when we play another team who's down the bottom it's a bit of um it's a bit of a a, a battle and and it's it's probably tougher for us than, than playing a you know a free hit like Portsmouth
0: yeah absolutely um and and those games that were in and around us I I really hope that those days weren't too big for us when you you are looking at six pointers coming to the sort of last third of the season, and they are they are teams that are in a similar position. Um, I I hope they're not too much for us. But when you look at yesterday, as as a game, we obviously went two up. The one thing you don't want to do is concede because it's sort of next goal wins at that point, and we 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 didn't win at Fleetwood, but we saw a two goal lead, drift away. Um, we didn't crumble. We had a good. 35 minutes, um, in, including extra time, uh, where we had to hold on then. And we did. And and that sort of spirit is exactly what we need now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I mean, after, as you say, after other than the Pompey goal, in the second half, they didn't really pose a threat. I mean, I couldn't be told that yesterday during the second half, because it was the longest period of my life. But, it, I mean, during that... When you think back about it, there was that little frightening moment at the very end when it, a foul was given um in favour of Simon Eastwood um, but apart from that I didn't really think Pompey really offered that much
0: and well it was one shot on target wasn't it
2: <clears throat> right was it oh I didn't know that okay um, five
0: shots one on target I believe
2: yeah I, I just thought I didn't think they offered I didn't really think they offered much to the game um I, I, I mean to take nothing away from Oxford but I, I couldn't believe that that team are top of the league and by five points or something what? I, I I didn't think they looked like that at all. Uh, I was quite... You know, I thought they, they were nothing to write home about. And um...
0: But imagine being able to bring on Pittman from the bench. Like, right, let's... We'll move on to strikers in a minute. Imagine being able to do that sort of thing. We'll do transfers in general in a minute. What we should do first, though, is tax stuff. Obviously, there was an interview yesterday with Tiger. And he said, it's a thing of the past. We needed to get to January, and from now onwards, we sort of know what we're doing. It wasn't a good interview, in my opinion. There is a language barrier. I don't know how much that had to do with it. I'm I'm always hopeful, I, I'm an optimist. Yeah. I'm hopeful that what he's saying is true. It's, you know, it's a blip and it won't happen again. But the more it happens, it, you know, are, are people losing faith?
2: When I listened to Tiger's interview yesterday, in the moment, I was quite annoyed with it, but since I've become less so because, I, like won. you, I've I've thought things. Well, actually, perhaps perhaps there's a language barrier. Um, it's not that not that I mean he speaks perfectly good English, but often it's the tone of the way things are said. Um, the way he was saying it was it was as if it was he was just dismissing it as if he didn't think it was that much of an issue and you're sort of sitting there thinking look this isn't a bank loan this is the government yeah don't mess about <laughs> and, and, and at the end of the day if your tax bill's late it's late it doesn't matter if it's 30 seconds late that's late yeah as a business owner you surely have to make provisions that that is going to be paid on time um, but like you say I mean I don't know he told us last time the second one this won't happen again now we've had a third one, so sort of like you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic that it's sorted and that's it done, um, but then I thought that after the first and the second one.
0: Well, I think I messaged you um, when there were rumours of the third one to say a lot of what Tiger says and Robinson says, um, you. you listen to and you think that sounds great. And, and I want things to come from it. And he says, oh, this won't happen again, and it does. We should be higher in the table than we are, and we're not. We should be looking towards a bright future, and this is what we want to do to the club. But if you step away from the league table and you look at the academy, they said they want to focus on youth. They've just won the league, haven't they? Yeah. And they are strong. Uh, they've gone out in a cup, but they, they won the league. Um you've got the training ground. Eels funded a lot of that, but it's them from now on. And did I say Academy again? I meant the training centre. Um Yeah, yeah, so all of the, the training pitches, all of that, that is looking great. That is looking sort of championship level. Mm. Um and players are coming to see that, potential signings are coming to see that. And liking it and I know there are a load of people saying it must be it must be players turning us down that's why we're not signing anyone I beg to differ we've got um just signed because he wants to stay on so he invoked the thing in his clause we've got Jordan Graham in the door that's incredible we've signed Gavin White's mate obviously we'll talk about Gavin White (laughs) shortly um yeah and and yes there are players going out and and stuff like that and I just think it's not as as negative as people think. The tax thing is a concern, though.
3: No, I think you're right with with the players that have gone out. Um, you'd really perhaps only argue, you know, Tony McMahon was somebody that we thought was going to be a, a solid right back for us for the for the whole season, and and Cameron Norm and Charlie Ragland, although the fans thought they should be in the team. Obviously, Carl Robinson had his reasons for not playing them. So you've got two players there who've really hardly featured, who've gone out. That you kind of think, okay, well, are we? And and the you know the 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 other player, Sam Smith, who came in on loan. We we're expecting a lot of him. He hasn't really delivered. So the, so apart from McMahon, who's obviously gone for family reasons, you can under, totally understand that. The other three that we have that have gone out really haven't been featuring. So to if you swap, say those three. Uh, Cameron Norman, Charlie Raglan, and uh, and Sam Smith going back, and you've brought in um, uh, Jordan Graham and uh, the 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 uh, the chap this week from Charlton whose name escapes me, and 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 Sykes is the other player. You know, all three of those you would imagine are going to be in the first team, in or around the first team, or and and in Sykes's case, one certainly for the future, but also he'll play a part this season. So I think we've we've kind of Im- if depending on how what your thoughts are on Norman and, and Ragland, but we've we've improved in terms of the first team, I think, or well, the first team squad. You know, looking at the the bench yesterday, there was a lot more option on the bench yesterday than there has been in the past.
0: Well, it's one defender on the bench as opposed mm. to I think it was maybe the game before or the one before that there were there was the goalkeeper and four defenders. Mm. Well, where, what what can you do with that? Um, yeah, I. There seems to be something with Cameron Norman that I'm not aware of, um, but I'm sure the club had its reasons. In terms of Raglan, I think had Robinson not got on with him, and that was obvious, um, had that been the case, which I don't think it was, I think they did get on, I think you'd have a case for going, you deserve more of a chance. But as soon as we were back to fully fit with our defence under map, Raglan wasn't playing. And then... He didn't play under Pep, and then he didn't play under Robinson. So I think, you know, maybe he wasn't what the fans thought he was. But it seemed like a lovely guy, and I loved the tweet that he put out last week about always being yellow. Um, So it's a shame, but I, I think logic would say there was something else there that they could see every day in training.
2: Yeah, like you say, I mean, Raglan was one of those players who... You so badly wanted him to do well for us, and because like I say he he appeared to be someone who was very fond of the club while he was here, and um. But yeah, they, I mean, they they they. I questioned it at first when he left, but then uh, I suppose there must be something that, that uh, I mean with Norman and with Raglan, I mean the Norman one's very peculiar because I mean we signed him in August, July, um, and it's it's January and he's already gone and not even loaned. He's transferred and that's it and. Something must have, you know. I suppose we'll never know, but something must have gone on behind the scenes there because I can't, I can't fathom why. It can't be ability, surely. You can't decide already. Well, this guy's not good enough. I mean, you surely did a little bit of due diligence on him before you got him.
0: Well, no, and he um, was teaming up so well with Gavin White at the beginning of the season.
2: There was some suggestion it was. Complete rumor, but to do with his interview before the Man City game, apparently Robinson wasn't a fan of him doing that. But I can't imagine you'd get rid of someone purely for that, surely.
0: Oh, I wouldn't have thought so, but but we, I, I mean, we don't know if he
2: has been got rid of for that, then he can point at Gavin White and go, Hang on a minute, <laughs> what are the rules around <laughs> <Right>. here?
0: <laughs> okay, let's talk about Gavin White. Um, see. My problem isn't necessarily him doing it. Um, I, I don't for any moment feel we have to explain what we're talking about. Um, uh, <laughs> no, tell
2: me in detail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that him doing it is... is it's obviously not great. <laughs> but I, I'm more like, he won an award. I get that. He was celebrating. But don't get that drunk. You're a professional athlete. At least wait until the end of the season. That's yeah. my viewpoint on it. But, you know, he played well yesterday, so <laughs> forgive and forget. Yeah, I think as well, it's
3: it's something that probably goes on in town centres every night of the week. Certainly not last night, it was ever so cold. But it was one of those sort of things that kids, he's, a, you know, what is he, 20, 21 yeah. year old. Uh, he's, he's out? He's had a few drinks with his mates and he's done something silly. It, it's only because of the job he does and the fact that he's in, in the public eye a little bit that it's made the news. You know, it wouldn't have made the news if it was one of our fans doing it. So it, it's he's got he's he needs to you know be aware of there are you know a slight different standards expected of players because of the roles they play. But you know that goes back to the old adage: if if you if you're if you think uh, that you know if you're using footballers as role models, then you're not doing a very good, you know that's not the way to go about your life. Oh yeah, no a football player does it. I'll do it. They they you know they're young men who just you know did a silly thing let's forget and move on yeah well
1: everyone will have forgotten about it won't they if he keeps putting in like good performances it'll be like his weird little footnote at the end of his career like oh by the way he he, he did yeah. this and this and this and also he uh you know he did a silly thing on on a night out
0: yes absolutely um so that was in the middle of the transfer players out thing um with uh, Hansen and long covering the right back situation um Garber- Ruffles, left-back. We've got, again, Long, but obviously can't play in two places at once. And Moose covering the centre-backs. I'm not a big fan of Moose as a centre-back. I think he's very good, but I like having people behind him. So I'd probably want another centre-back in, and then two strikers. What do other people feel?
2: Um, I'm not sure how the... Um, obviously, yeah, exactly what you said. We, we, we desperately need... Uh, strikers. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we just got one, um, but obviously we'd all like to. Um, on strikers, I think Jamie Mackey had a superb game yesterday. Um, he he really put a shift in for for the team. But um,
0: yeah, I th- I, I, yeah, and I know people talk about foot uh, strikers scoring goals. They obviously need to, yeah. but if Branigan and Henry are going to score each game, I can give a, a, a monkeys. There you are. That saved the uh, pound jar. <laughs> I wouldn't um, care if Simon Eastwood scored at the
2: moment, to be honest. <laughs>
0: exactly, <laughs> um, and Henry is scoring for fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I find it really fun when he scores.
2: Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, and but yeah, like you say, I think we, we certainly need. Uh, yeah, if 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 all you offer me was two strikers and nothing else, now I take it right now.
0: So anyone spring to mind? I think that Surridge looks decent that we've been linked to. Um, obviously he's gone back to Bournemouth but not been loaned back out again. So is that they want to keep him on their books or are they waiting for the right offer?
3: I think it's it's always a, a kind of a bit of a game of poker going on with, with players and clubs waiting. Uh, you know, the players will be waiting until the end of the transfer window to try and get to the best club they possibly can in the same way that we're probably hanging on to try and get the best player that we can. There's probably maybe one or two on the list of strikers that we've got that we could get in straight away if we wanted to, and then that would be it. But do you do you hang on, you, you, you hang on, and you try and get the best you can, which might be that that player is saying, just give me a week to think about it, and his agent is then punting him around. I guess the fact that we've, the Accrington game next Saturday, we don't have that because they're in the FA Cup, Bury in burying the checker trade on Tuesday night. So we've effectively got two weeks to to get a player in and I think that's just we'll, we will probably go right to the end of that um, transfer deadline you know it was a shame that uh, Carl Robinson said oh we'll have a player in, in 48 hours you know no just just get the right one in and I think it will take a bit of time but hopefully the the better you know the, the better players in that list that we've got are the ones that we're waiting for and hopefully will come in.
0: I think if you, if the problem is with being involved in football, that is the right mindset, I think, that you just said, Simon. But mm. if you say, oh, we could have had a player in, but we waiting to the right person, and you lose to Bristol Rovers the next day, that yeah. was the worst decision you've ever made. If you say that and mm. you beat top of the league the next day, then that's a good decision. So even yeah. though I think it is more sensible... <laughs> That that's the the curse of being a football manager, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's emotion around it. Totally understand it. You know, I I want whoever we've got on that list the best player. I want him in now. But if if it means we we wait, I you know, it's it's going to have to be that way. It just it's it's that whole thing about communication from the club again. You know, you go back to all sorts of stuff that's happened over this season and the club not communicating it well with the fans. Well, it, you know, it's another one where we maybe Carl Robinson. Uh, He's an emotional kind of manager. We get that, uh, but there are times when you think, well, you know, don't say we're going to have somebody in in the next forty eight hours, or we can't, you know, just sort of say, look, be a politician, and, and do we we you know we're we're doing the best for the club. We'll we'll get the right player in. It might take some time, but hopefully, it will be to the benefit of the club long term. Yeah, I think
2: you're spot on there, Simon. It it amazes me every year. Every manager and owner and chairman seem to do this. They do this thing where. They they, they they quote a number of how many players they're going to get in and when they're coming. And mm. and it amazes me that they never learn from this. It's like, look, don't be doing all that. Say you, you're intending to get players in. But because the thing is, if you say that and you don't then do it, it will be used to beat you over the head with, you know, you said we'd get this many and we didn't get them. If you don't say how many we'll get and then we wait for the right ones, fans will forget that you ever made them wait that long. You know, they'll be more focused yeah. on the players and, you brought in.
3: Yeah, and it's it's that sort of... The fans will be assuming if, you know, if Carl says, oh, we'll get a player in in 48 hours and he doesn't come, the fans will sort of start saying, well, he, he must have turned us down then. We were obviously in for some of these, turned us down. Why has he turned yeah. us down? Uh, and it's not that. It's just things are taking longer because we're looking for the right player or players are just sort of saying, I'll, you know, just give me some time to think. I don't think anyone's necessarily turn, turned us yeah. down uh, or, or isn't coming. It's just it's that game of poker to try and get the best that we can. I'm not
2: sure, I, I'm totally guessing here, but I, I, surely the, our current situation with uh, tax and white and HMRC winding up orders, that can't be doing us any favours because if agents are looking at Oxford United as a club, are they going to say, well, hang on, is mm-hmm. there money to pay wages here? Um, obviously, they, we are yeah. told they have all been paid to date, but if you've been mm. issued three winding up orders and you're an agent, <laughs> are you going to have a little sense yeah. of, mm, I'm not sure about this
3: club yeah probably yeah. There, there, there must be that you know it, it, if you've it's like you know if if you were given two job offers and you went to you know you'd heard sort of iffy things about how one of the companies was run uh and maybe the other one was perhaps you know maybe not as big a company or the package wanted good but you, you you know you knew it was a steady company you, you'd perhaps think I oh, will err on the side of caution yeah Understandable. yeah
1: yeah well this is the issue i have with pinning all of our hopes on getting a, a striker in or, or like two strikers in and and then the, like turning around our season now in january is what what strikers are going to be are, are there available in in january presumably out of favor at whatever club they are at or or or, or not even you know at a club mm-hmm. and who are also willing to come to Aside struggling against relegation and with them with you know this this kind of tax issue that keeps pop, cropping up again and again like hanging over their heads like it, it, it doesn't seem to me that we're going to be bringing in like you know the, the, the saviour of the season under those sort of conditions.
0: No, however, and and I know that it's a completely different season and these seasons have been compared before. When did we sign Roof?
2: It was, yeah, January sort of time in the fall. When we were struggling season, at the yeah. bottom
0: of
3: League 2. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. So, like, I'm not saying that will definitely happen again,
3: but I would love it. <laughs> yeah. You look back at some of Michael Appleton's signings, you know, his first summer and 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 that first um, sort of January transfer window as well, there were some, some names in there that, you know, were instantly forgettable. You know, he, what, he didn't Rush. have a 100% record by any stretch in transfer dealings, you know, so... It, it sometimes takes a while to to settle into it and 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 get the players in that you want to, to you know to play the way that you want to you know and, and perhaps you know it is it, it's, it's we looked at yesterday's performance great performance all round well you know hopefully that's that's a real positive that we can take forward but equally there are times when we're going to struggle and you just hope that it's we're heading in the right direction like we did on the back where it, michael appleton where it took a season or Or you know, over a season for him to really settle into the job. Um,
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, That it it does take time to do it, and we should have learnt by now. People need time, but this is lower than we have been at this time in a season for a while. So I I can understand people not being patient, but it's it's a fine balance, isn't it? Let's just hope we're League One next season. And then see what happens then. Uh, Before the game yesterday, uh, Portsmouth put a tweet out uh, on Friday night, what did we feel about that?
2: Ha, 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 ha. That's what it I sort of felt.
0: Makes <laughs> makes me a lot happier that we won. I'm ecstatic we won, and I would have thought before the game, oh, if we win, nothing could make me happier. Turns out, I
2: was wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it absolutely was mad, brilliant. It? I mean, it just looks, it looked a bit it looked a bit sort of risqué at the time. You thought, well, yeah, you've been a bit sort of Billy Big bollocks there. Pound in the jar, sorry. But, um, yeah, it, 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 to then go and lose the game, I mean, well, I mean, the, and in the age of social media, you've just you you just mm. asked for it there, really, haven't you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they also put the full-time result as Pompey 2 Oxford 1 <laughs> <laughs> uh, on their Twitter account, and I believe it's still up, saying... <laughs>
1: not had a good well, weekend, have they? That's not true, is it?
0: Yeah, it does just make me appreciate, I know that... that Kathy does the Twitter for the club um, used to be on the podcast. We obviously know her, but it does make me really pleased mm. that she 's in charge of ours because she wouldn 't do something that yeah. stupid right we 're coming up to our half hour mark, which is what we 're going to try to to stick towards from now on so we 'll try to make podcasts more regular but a bit more sort of concise um, so next three games, I believe are Barnsley Burton and mm. Sunderland. Sunderland. Um, so how many points Matt we know your answer but say it anyway
1: it's got to it's got to be four isn't yay. it got to be
0: yay yeah. I've missed that <laughs> <laughs> what about you Fraser what do you reckon um,
2: I think we're going to get four I'm going to go with Matt
0: wow good lad well Liam Liam too will agree with you as we always know what about you Simon
3: I'm, I'm going to go very positive and say five I think winning two draws I, you know I think we're playing teams that like to play a bit of football. And I think that might suit us equally if, if we're playing at our best. You know, if, if the if the wrong team turns up, we'll, be, we'll get stuffed and we won't get anything. But I, no, I'm, I'm going to go five.
0: Cool. Uh, I will also go five. And I normally go seven, but I'm, I'm feeling a touch more realistic today. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go five as well. I don't know where the win's going to be. Um... Uh, hopefully hopefully it will be at home but we'll see
3: um
0: right so as i said we're gonna try and make this a bit more regular so hopefully we'll be back in a couple of weeks thanks very much for being uh being here to talk to me today guys hi tim <laughs> hi tim hi tim yeah always <laughs> hi tim bye tim and yeah we'll be back soon thanks for listening goodbye bye, bye. Thanks. bye
1: bye <laughs>